0: Because you always just come in looking like a a fool. There's just no way to put it other than you look like an absolute fool, and a creep. Be nice. Look, that was the nicest way I could put it, Jeremy.
1: I've been told that I'm extra good looking by everybody who's met me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never told you that.
0: Good night.
1: Good night. Sure.
0: All right, good night, boys. you You and your family manage to embarrass <laughs> yourselves a new way every week.
1: How is that embarrassing? My dude's in his underwear and he wants to say good night. <laughs> Look, if he could spend 99% of his time in his underwear, he would.
0: Well, Jeremy, let's kick this off. woo Let's kick it off. Welcome to the Brigety Bro Bobs. Hey, Jeremy. Bradford, hey. (laughs) What's up, bro? I don't know why that makes me laugh every time. (laughs) (laughs) What does? I don't know. (laughs) know, Brigety Bro Bobs and hey, Jeremy. (laughs) Hey, Brad. (laughs) Jeez,
1: it doesn't take a lot for you, does it, buddy?
0: Usually just the side of your face.
1: Well, that does it for a lot of people. I've been told, like I said, like I can't, I can't help it. I've been blessed with extremely good looking face and features. Just saying. Like I'm surprised that we don't have let, more subscribers solely because.
0: Let me come back face. to the fact that we reiterate every single podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast. It's an auditory experience when you talk about your features and then point to these said features with your with your <laughs> hands. That's a visual experience, Jeremy. This is an auditory exploration of running.
1: Well, we also have those subscribers who only watch the YouTube. I'm giving them what they want. The face, my chiseled chin, my rugged good features, my more or less bald head i did haven't shaved my head since last week, so you know it's looking rather rather fuzzy right my like my beautiful blue gray eyes you know I've been told that it's just it's insane
0: you're losing the audience here, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> what audience do we have right? <laughs> <laughs> it's my mom <laughs> she probably flies to. Berlin or wherever else that's across the world and just downloads it right there. Boom. Just make us feel better about ourselves. That's,
0: those are podcast downloads anyways, which reemphasizes the fact that this is an auditory experience.
1: So we're talking, we're giving the audience what they want with that too.
0: All right. We're good,
1: we're good talkers. We banter. We're banterers. That's a weird word to say. Jeremy. Doesn't roll off the tongue very well. Bradford.
0: <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> I'm back in Ohio. I, I can see this and I'm I'm, I'm back glad, home. I made it. I'm glad you're you're back
1: home and I'm glad you made it. I know it was um quite the experience that you had to uh deal with and contend with. Both getting it, back home and also just being in, you know, paradise for the first ten days that you were there.
0: Yeah. Twelve days, but who's well, counting? You
1: know. <laughs> Uh, you know, who's,
0: who's counting
1: the people who wanted to come in and take over your uh, condo were counting.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so before, typically I've got to st- like direct this entire conversation. So I'm just going to direct it directly at me this time, instead of prompting you by asking you a question that then you go, well, what about you, Brad? So I'm just going to kick this off with my last week of training.
1: Okay, sweet. Hey, Brad, what, how was your last week of
0: training? <laughs> so i feel like i'm rounding the corner i've hit the lowest of low abysses where i legit thought that i was starting from scratch again
1: but brad you weren't starting from scratch you were having like you had a, a rough week why do you think you were starting from scratch why do you feel like every run was like the worst run
0: um I imploded on every single run that I did for my last five days in Hawaii. Okay. There could be some reasons for that, Brad. I, I get that, but it was just bad. So you know how it is. I your do. Fitness, your fitness is a uh, – it's, it's, a, it's a wave. It's a wave. wave. So you're saying it's a – wave. a, a roller back. coaster. You know what? It's a roller coaster.
1: See, that, that's so cliche. Let's go back with wave. Let's not be cliche. Mm. We've talked about getting away from cliches. It's a wave. You have your peaks, you have your valleys, right? You got the good waves you can surf, and you're just like, it's easy peasy. You're surfing them in. You're not doing any work. But then sometimes you've gotta you've gotta paddle on out. And you gotta you gotta fight the current. The riptide is taking you away from where you wanna be. And that's running, Brad. That's running.
0: <laughs> My god, what did you have for dinner?
1: I had some chicken. Um some pasta, so we put some chicken in the pasta, and then um we had some corn on the cob to go with it. And it was delightful.
0: Rhetorical question Bob. <laughs> well
1: <laughs> No, was it wasn't. You don't ask what you have for dinner don't expect a response. That is <laughs> fault.
0: So yeah, I'm I'm rounding the corner. I think I'm uh I'm about in peak shape. Look, I can see it. Um, Your head what? is glistening. Like, I'm rounding. Rounding into peak shape. I'm down now 19 pounds. That's a lot. As of this morning. You were not 209. Yeah, I was. I'll show you my phone. Well, geez, I'm
1: not down 19 pounds. I'm down 18.
0: (laughs) Congrats, Jeremy.
1: Hey, thanks, Brett. Hey, look, like I was feeling a little left out. Congrats to you too, buddy.
0: 19 pounds, that's big time. So is 18 pounds. I'd argue there's next to no difference other than I'm winning.
1: Well, you are, and you're, you're, you know, you're also, you know, a My little bit. My
0: fitness is through ordered. the roof, and you're. It is,
1: and mine's not. Mine. We talk about these like waves, right? Yep. Yeah. You're at the peak, like you're surfing, you're like you're cruising. I'm Chicken I'm... Joe. What the fuck is a Chicken Joe?
0: Chicken Joe? What is a From Chicken Joe? From Surfs Up? I don't. I don't. You've never seen Surfs Up? I have,
1: but I don't like it. Was not. It did not impress upon me anything. I did not take away anything from that movie.
0: Well, while we're in Maui, pre-emergency and catastrophe, Levi wanted to watch Surf's Up every single night (laughs) that we were in the condo. That sounds (laughs) awesome. And so Chicken Joe is the chicken that wins the competition at the end of the thing, and he just goes with the flow and rides the waves. He's lying down on the surfboard. He's just doing it. That's, That's me right now. Just I, doing
1: I, it. I'm glad. I'm proud for you, and I'm glad for you, Brad. You know, how long have we been working out? How long have we been running?
0: I think we're at twelve weeks. Are we not? Something like that.
1: Has it been that long? Three months? I'm, it has
0: not been I'm three months.
1: Already. There is no way. Sure. Yes. We started in June. June to July to August. It's got to be.
0: Let, so listen. Here's our running weeks. June One, to two, July. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. This is week 11. You're on week okay. 10.
1: I'm on week 10. Well, kind of. Like, can we call a spade a spade and say that I'm back to week, like, seven? Mm. Is that where your fitness level is it? at I'm, in Strava? I, I think that I'm probably back to – you know what? That's a good question. I should go back. I think I'm back to, like, a 23,
0: 22. Oh, my God. I'm just – I'm straight running away from you. Literally You're, What are and you 41. No, I'm at thirty three today How I was in the thirties. was I? I don't even remember no, it doesn't
1: matter uh, again, this is an arbitrary number, like fitness level It's and obviously
0: on- a direct indicator of where we are in a fitness journey because mine's trending up and yours is nose diving.
1: It's not anymore It's not anymore. We'll talk about that after you're done talking about your running
0: yeah well so to finishing up our trip in Maui just imploded every single run, tried to do. A uh a workout where I just completely bailed on. I ran a total of two miles when I was planning on five. Thought then the next day, well, like didn't feel good that day. I'll go out and, you know, like try something. I'm just gonna go and like run fast, see what happens. Imploded, walked home, like uh a oh, forty minute walk home by myself. Uh we well, went what, dude? Yeah, we went for a long run on Saturday, where we're both Kira and I were going to do an hour and twenty minutes. I made it forty and was walking because this, the hill at this point was just too much. I was like, I'm completely redlined. Uh, honestly, I had felt minutes of
1: hills is no joke though.
0: But it wasn't hills. I mean, it was a total of like five hundred feet at that point.
1: That's a lot considering. Look, Brad, I don't
0: even get that in a year. I get it, but it wasn't hard. Like I, I just basically went from normal running to redlined at the same pace in a matter of like about three minutes. Yeah. Then walked up the hill, get a phone fo- call from Kira. She implodes on her long run, and then uh, took Sunday off, Monday off. We're at Wednesday. Started running with uh, my buddy Ken again. Yeah, two great runs. Look, it's all it takes. Sometimes two taking- good runs. Whew.
1: Back time, the roof. time off, Brad, is – you can't – like, you have to take time off sometimes. And that's yeah. what I've done. I've done – I look, I've taken off the last two weeks in order to get better, and I'm going to leapfrog you. But, you know, my fitness level is at like a 23. Tomorrow, if I go for a run, it will probably spike up to 48 or 49.
0: You're – I don't <laughs> think you've trained long enough for the super compensation that we're <laughs> expecting here, Jeremy.
1: Look – uh, if we're talking almost three months of training, of course I have. Like, three months of training, that's a lot. Like, I, I feel that I could have been in the best shape of my life if oh, I would so... have not taken off of
0: these Holy two. moly. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: All right, so your running is coming into form, and mine mine is – I'm back – like I said, I'm probably back to like seven, week seven.
0: Well, and it, I, this right – this story is going to continue in perpetuity for the, for as long as Brigitte Bro Brobobs is alive, because this What's is that? just the way that it works that uh, that it's up down. You know, you have a bad week, you have a little like trivial injury, and the end of the world is right around the corner. You're starting running from scratch again, but that's how it feels. I you know, I don't
1: I, disagree. Look, I so last time we talked.
0: I had run one
1: di- one day. Look, this week I'm gonna be at four days, and somewhere around—I don't know what's three plus three plus three plus five. So that's fourteen miles. Hey, I'll take that all day, every day. Fourteen miles in th- in four days after coming off of a like my Achilles still isn't perfect. It's probably in the like seventy-five percent, right? So I still am walking around, and I can still feel it. It's not perfect. When I'm running, it never really is good. I, I notice it every step, but it's not to a point where I can't run and it's not doing any harm that I'm running. But I feel like if I were to try to pick up the pace, it's done, it's over. Like there's just there's nothing. So everything that I'm gonna be doing until it feels at least seventy seven percent is gonna <laughs> be
0: Jeremy, this is gonna be you for the remainder of training. Your running form is so aggressive. What do you mean? My fo- what, what are you your about foot, my foot? strike is one of the most aggressive foot strikes ever for a distance runner. What are you? How is my foot strike aggressive? What about? You're my not foot even striker? like a midfoot striker. You're just a tippy toe striker. I don't know. I, no,
1: it's changed, Brad. I'm a midfoot foot striker. Like Since it, I'm when? Not, I'm not up here like this with my tippy toes just striking the ground. And
0: <laughs> I'm more you like running ballerina slippers. I could, um,
1: and that might be beneficial. Uh, maybe I start going toward, like, the the five-fingers shoes and get some of those bad boys and just go, like, you know, born to run. All I need is some protection on my feet, and I'm sure that my Achilles will definitely handle that well.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think my Achilles will get better, too, as I get lighter. So I think probably. That, like, it's, it's probably, like, some kind of, like, combination of the fact that I do run – I am more midfoot now, um, but I'm more of a midfoot striker. I mean, I I will never hit my heel. Like, I'll be 750 miles into a race, and my heel still won't have hit the ground. Um, And and I weigh 200.8 pounds, so... um, What about running downhill? No, that's stupid. Why would I hit my heel there? That's just breaking myself. I just jump. I just (laughs) jump. I'm I oh take a massive jump and I jump and I leap and I land halfway down and then I leap again.
0: It's like a okay. spring. Boop. Yeah. Okay.
1: But but so I ran three miles yesterday, three miles today, taking off tomorrow, Friday I'm gonna do three miles again, and then Saturday off, Sunday five is the plan. So but I feel awful. I feel truly awful. And that part of it is because the weather here has been miserable. <laughs> But like like you said, how in three minutes you go red line. The first yeah. day I, I ran back, it was it, like it felt like it was ninety five degrees when I went out, and I felt like I couldn't breathe the whole time. I got, I got a mile and a half in, and by the time I was done with my second mile, I had to stop and walk. Like I felt great half mile and a half in. I was like, this is gonna be okay, and then I had to stop and walk. I was like,
0: <gasps>
1: and then I finished my three miles, and I was bent over. And I was gasping, and I ran nine like forty three pace for that last mile, and I couldn't even like I couldn't even stand up straight. Somebody actually seriously stopped and said, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Oh (laughs) my god!" Couldn't even answer them. There was a serious like look of concern on their face. But I I made it. I'm here. I'm good. Today was easier than yesterday was, which was easier than whatever day it was that I ran that awful run. So have I run three times this week? Maybe it was Sunday that I went. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked at my Strava because it's just depressing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even get to give you kudos on a daily basis. I know. Look,
1: I can't, I can't. Strava is just a reminder of all where I have been and where I am now. Right? It's like looking into the past, you're like, oh, what happened? What happened? So I'll look again when I know that I'm above like a 48 on that arbitrary number scale. That'll be in <laughs> 12 months from now.
0: I would if hope you're that lucky. I'm higher than that 12 months. We'll see.
1: 48, Brad? You said you were at like 78
0: when you ran for the grandmas. Program. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't get. So, but you also times. dip,
0: like you also dip way down through peaking, and then you like you get a like a twelve point jump for running the marathon. What what's peaking? I don't even oh know what that God. means. Another episode, Jeremy. Another episode, Brad. I'm getting a bedtime reminder on my watch here. Well, I mean, it is
1: nine after nine o'clock. Uh, like my eyes are drooping. I'm glad I had a horitos. Is that how you say it? Joritos?
0: How, yeah, how was the manga?
1: It wasn't mango. I got the mandarin. It was fine. It was, it was orange.
0: You need lemon lime. That's why.
1: I'll go find it. Like I'll, I'll go, I went to the small Kroger around here. There's a, there's a uh, grocery store where I live. It's called Kroger. (laughs) I'm not sure everybody knows that, that grocery store, Uh but that's where I got the Haritos. They only had two flavors. They had um, pineapple, which sounded okay. I didn't know if I wanted four of them and then uh, orange. So I got a four pack of hmm. orange and I'll have one a day until
0: they're Maybe gone. Maybe that would be the ultimate. We talked about the ultimate, like you bring in the Fazoli's breadsticks yeah. into uh, Olive Garden with yeah. your own Horitos
1: <laughs> Cause you know, Olive Garden <laughs> doesn't have haritos. <laughs> no. I don't know that they would be opposed to that. Like we could just bring our meal and just set up shop there.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Like mm. I could, we could make our pasta like whatever kind we wanted. Like let's say I wanted like, I don't even know what's the bow tie pasta. They don't have it. I'll make it and say, "Hey, just put some sauce. Give me some sauce." And they're like, "Sure thing, Mister Clover. Anything for you." <laughs> I'm such a, you know, I go there so so often. I frequent that place like pretty regularly, at least three times a year.
0: <laughs> this is putting me to sleep now.
1: <laughs> well, Brad, all
0: look, right. I
1: feel like I'm. I'm. I, look, I feel like I'm carrying the load, like I'm Atlas
0: with your and gestures.
1: I like and I got, I got
0: a big old like world on my shoulders. Well, let's get into Let's get into the wide world, wild world, wide wild. world. I don't wild. know. The, how about the world of uh of our running shoes? Running shoes? Running shoes, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> Katie's going to bed. Um, but look, running shoes. That was number 2 on my list. Let's do it. This is important stuff.
0: It's pretty hard to run without running shoes. I would say,
1: yeah, I agree.
0: Not is it? It's not. Is impossible. it the most important piece of running apparel? Uh, by far. Really? By far.
1: What else would there be? You can run in a t- in a t shirt. You can run in a button down. I've people. I've seen people running in jeans. Right. I had a friend whose name was Drew. He decided to cut off like six pairs of his jeans into little booty shorts and run in them over a the whole entire summer. Mm. And it wasn't comfortable for him the whole entire time, but he did it. But you know what? He didn't have didn't not have
0: running, running shoes. shoes.
1: That's right. He couldn't well, do without.
0: What do you look for in your running shoes, Jeremy? First, for I'll trainers. Look. For trainers. For looks. <laughs> I think we need to clarify this is like four Trained. daily training shoes.
1: All right. So I am – I'm kind of stuck when it comes to any shoe for that matter because I don't have the traditional foot. I have a couple of things, and my the trainer at my school also acknowledged that my high arch doesn't help in the cause either. So not only do I have a wide foot, wide, but I've got a very high arch that's not Which flexible. Which adds volume. Which adds volume, which, not, which is not flexible at all. So because I know that I don't flex in, which is called pronation, because I know that I have to have the extra volume, I am obligated to get a wide pair of running shoes. And now, you, don't,
0: can, you have no like no normal pronation because your arch is so high, which makes your foot super rigid.
1: Yes, and I supinate instead of pronate. Yep. right. So I'm running in neutral shoes. If I were to be put in any kind of stability shoe, like first and foremost, the stability kinda of only deals with the the back heel. part of your foot, the yeah. heel, which I wouldn't use anyway. But it would just I would be forced even more to the outside than I already am. If you look at all my shoes,
0: mm. every every piece of wear. Would you really though? Most most stability trainers have no stability on the front end.
1: I know. Well I'm saying if, and so it's like, it like it really so when I'm walking, there's
0: almost no penalty to wearing a stability trainer. There,
1: for me, there is, I mean, it's added weight. Usually it's a little heavier of a shoe because okay. the, the the foam is a little heavier, but also like you don't just run in your running shoes. You walk to where you're going. So anytime that's happening, I'm, I am walking heel to toe. It's going to break down to the outside more than anything anyway. And I don't need that. But anyway, getting, getting to, to it. So I've got to find a wide width shoe. And I mean, this might surprise a lot of people, but almost every manufacturer makes a wide width shoe. Nike makes a wide width shoe. New Balance obviously makes a wide width shoe. I think New
0: Balance is known for their wide width. Yeah, widths. but they make all boring wide shoes. What are you talking they about any, They don't make any cool wide shoes. Who cares about – what do you mean
1: by cool? Like, identify and define cool to me.
0: Every, I, I brought down all my daily running oh, shoe rotation. What, I, didn't, I didn't do that. But they make plenty of So cool. you're about to see cool, Jeremy. You're about it, to see cool. I thought –
1: Wait, Brad, hold on. I thought this was a podcast.
0: I'm going to talk about it.
1: <laughs> anyway, they're not going to be able to see it. Um, they're going to so... hear
0: my finger running across the fabric. Like, what is that <laughs> ASMR or something?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's it. But so I'm I first and foremost I have to find a wide shoe. Two e width works fine. Four e work. Four e width works fine. It doesn't really matter. Some shoes are wider than others. Um, so I, I look for that and I look for a neutral shoe. Um, And I am pretty, like, stuck. Like you said, my shoes are boring. Most manufacturers only make one color in their wide widths because they're not going to sell nearly as many of them. So I'm usually stuck with a black shoe, usually. So do you
0: like soft, like
1: firm? No, I don't like super soft. So, you know, training shoes, they differ. I, I really don't mind a very firm shoe although I prefer something in the middle of the tube, right? So some something somewhat somewhat firm, but not too too soft. I feel when I'm running in something that's super soft, it's like that marshmallow effect, you're just sinking into the shoe, and there's no, like, you can't go anywhere. You're just stuck. I feel like I'm just, like, plotting, like... <laughs> uh-huh. so I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, I have a pair of, of, of uh, Hoka Bondies. I thought they would be awesome for like the long no, slow trash. days. They're just awful. Like for Those me are they're like awful. Cinder, bro- cinder blocks on they your are. feet. They are. And I was running in them and I was like I just can't even like even my slow runs I felt like awful because I couldn't pick up my feet. They just it was just bad. Um uh, but I, know I a lot. like of,
0: I I know a lot of people with Hokas. They've changed it here in the like last two iterations. So I but I know I know uh like basically up until 2 years ago all the Hokas gave me like the worst burn ever there was something wrong with their arches
1: yes it wasn't necessarily in the arch for me like but the first pair of hokas i ever got burned my like my feet felt like they were on fire i ran (laughs) two runs in them and i like i took them back like uh, most running shops if they if the shoe is defective or if it doesn't work for you within a couple of like weeks or a couple of runs or whatever take them back and you talk to the the people and they you know tell them what the issue is. Fortunately, when I did that, I was still working at the shop. I think – no, it wasn't. Never mind. I lied. But I know the shop went really well. So I just took them back and said, hey, they're making my feet burn. And they they send them back to the manufacturer and get a credit. So if you feel – Well, I think Brooks
0: per- has a 90-day run policy. It might be. But if yeah. you –
1: like, again, if you take it to a running shop, they, I mean, they they figure it out. Like, they, they get money back for whatever they send back to the manufacturer. Um, so, like, the Clifton for me from Hoka works really well. It's just a, a pretty boring – everyday shoe that I can put on and I know that it's going to work and I don't have to worry
0: about it. feels a little bottom heavy, but it's a a really good shoe. It is.
1: Like a shoe that you don't notice is one of those shoes that you want to wear, right? Mm. You shouldn't notice the shoe. Mm. It should work with your gait and it Mm. should feel and fit well enough that you don't notice it at all. Mm. So like right now I'm rocking a pair of Clifton's. I've got a pair of Ghost's. I've got a pair of um, Vomero's. A
0: pair of Clifton's like this, Jeremy?
1: Maybe. Not that color, though. I've got a pair of um, 880's. Um, I've got a pair of glycerin's. got a pair of pegs.
0: That might be it. And so what does a shoe rotation do for you?
1: So if you rotate your shoes, the shoes aren't going to work with your foot exactly the same as the next pair of shoes. So it kind of helps your muscles not get over fatigued. Um, if you're doing a whole bunch of running, um, that's what I find anyway, I like the pair of shoes I'm wearing right now that are key, that are the least problematic for my Achilles are the eight eighties from, um, uh, balance. Um, I, I find that I can run in those in my Achilles still. I can, I noticed it, but not, not as much. So that's okay. kind of what I'm, that's what I'm running. And what are you running in, Brad? What about your shoes? What do you like?
0: Well, I'll chime back in on, like, uh, part of a shoe rotation is because even if you stay, like, with all Nike, all New Balance, whatever it is, if you change, you know, like, whether it's, like, a high stack versus a low stack shoe. What does that mean, Brad? How much foam is under your foot?
1: So, a stack, but you're talking about stack height, right? So, how much foam, like, how tall the shoe is. Right,
0: right. And so, your foot is acting differently in every shoe. And so, uh, you know, like if it has a significant drop, the heel is at, uh, you know, 35 millimeters, the four foot's at 29 with a six millimeter drop then versus like, uh, say like an ultra that is zero drop, your foot reacts differently in every single shoe. So and it's, it's not really good or bad, how your foot reacts in that. So, but your foot then comp starts compensating. So say you only train in a plated trainer. Or train in a plated trainer, then your foot like just starts deactivating muscles and compensating for the shoes that it's that you're wearing on a daily basis. So, so when you say that... a
1: plated again, Brad, we're talking to some people who maybe don't know everything there is to know about running. What's a plated trainer?
0: Mm-hmm. I'll show mm-hmm. you my favorite plated trainer right now, Jeremy. The popular, oh, show me. The popular super trainer series. My favorite right now is this New Balance Super Comp Trainer. Oh, is it super? Oh, it's pretty sweet, dude. I don't think think, that comes in a wide, right? It does, yeah. I don't think you like it. It's super, super – I like super soft shoes. Oh, yeah, so I wouldn't like it. But if it's Uh, traded, how soft can it be? I don't think the – like the plate is just – I don't even think that you – For your running style, I know I've seen some studies that, uh, like, plated racers, so super racers, like, uh, super shoes, including trainers, that the plated shoes don't help elite runners as much as they do, like, average runners. So you're saying I'm elite? I think your foot strike, if you just look from a foot strike perspective, like, how much more efficient can you make your foot strike? And that's what a plate—that's what a plate yeah. is doing for you—is making you. It's like a cheap way to improve your efficiency of foot strike.
1: Right, but it also gives you more spring. Look, I have a pair. But of – But that's ball- the I,
0: foam. That's not the. Is it the that's
1: foam? N- See, then I don't have to have a super shoe.
0: Yeah, but you need then like super foam.
1: Right, but there's plenty of super foam.
0: You don't need a super shoe.
1: Wides. Look, Brad. Just I have a pair of. I have a, a pair of a, a Adidas Boston's that are awful. But mm-hmm. I do notice when I, when I was starting to get back fitness uh, last year, this seems to be kind of like a trend a here. Yeah. Um, that when I was running in those shoes, running at like eight 30 pace felt a lot easier. I don't, I don't know if it's true, but it felt easier. I don't know if it's a mental thing than when I was running in my other shoes. Right. So I could go out and run eight 30 pace for seven miles in those shoes without much, concern and then i would switch over and i was like man like this 830 pace feels a lot harder i think that i mean i think there's something to it
0: well there is something to it look at uh even if it is just like a uh uh like a mental component to it that mental piece that placebo effect has a significant impact as evidenced by where our trainings are i have five bad days of training and two good and i think i'm I'm on the (laughs) rocket ship to the Olympics here, you know, and you've got two bad weeks at, you know, like that you're in the middle of, and you think that the bottom's falling out. So, you know, like struggling through, I don't care really what your paces are. So, but there's something to be said for going out, feeling good, running faster than you were expecting and saying that was exactly what I needed right now.
1: Yeah, faster than you're expecting. And it felt easy or easy-ish, right? Yeah, Like that, that's always a good run. When you're done, you're like, man, yeah, I was moving and it was easy. Like those are the best. Yeah. You, know, you get that, that what they call the runner's high. I've had it a couple times. I don't have it often, but yeah, that runner's high, it's, it's a real thing, man.
0: When everything's yep. just working together. So I guess we're talking about me and my shoes now.
1: Yeah. I don't have, look, I'm boring. I don't have super shoes. I don't have plated shoes outside of the Boston. It's not even plated. It's like, rotted right um and they're all wides and they're all mostly black i do have a couple of white pairs
0: of shoes well i would say look at like the super comp trainer uh new balance does wides and i already think this is like a super there's a ton of volume on this shoe versus like nike's really don't have any volume whatsoever
1: i don't know i find the peg works okay in a 2e for me um I don't know. I felt the four e was actually too blousey on around my foot. I felt like that my foot just moved around too much. Maybe your foot lost think, weight. Uh, maybe no. It just was just it just didn't fit well. That was it. Like fits important. No.
0: <laughs> These Kira. people have zero consideration for what's happening here. Get hey, out here!
1: Is that Louie?
0: <laughs> Look, he's like a full-grown cat a few months Dude, old. Dude, that here. cat
1: is bigger than my big cat.
0: <laughs> my cat big is cat ridiculous. is giant.
1: He's so fat my big cat is now. Good. He just eats, because he eats the kitten's sure, food get out of here, Jeez. and his own
0: food. What? Good. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Good night. Dude, our kids are wonderful. Uh, it, uh, you would, This is our full-time job here, and they're just treating it like we're doing nothing. It's like we don't do anything else, right? Like, it's like as rude as rude can be, Jesus <laughs> so, get out, of here. Head out of here they're they're absolute <laughs> nuisances I mean that's what kids are.
1: I thought kid meant nuisance in Spanish. <laughs> jeez,
0: so I like I have the widest array of a shoe rotation as you could possibly have.
1: I'm sure you, I I forgot a couple pairs of shoes, but those are lightweight trainers and they're not the traditional like trainer trainers.
0: Yeah. So I, I looked, I have 13 pairs of racers. So that's all like just racers. What the hell, Brad? So like alpha, alpha flies, vapor flies, you know, like, uh, the meta sky, meta sky. Anyways, the, that this isn't has nothing to do with racers. This is just part of part of my daily running shoe rotation. So Jesus. my hot buttons right now, number one, first and foremost, easy, is the Asics Super Blast, uh, non-plated shoe. This has been my favorite daily trainer in a long time. Oh yeah. So it's it soft. to me? I don't think so. Bitch. it's it's got like the like a really nice foam that feels really good underfoot uh it's like one of the shoe one of these shoes that kind of from the upper that it has to i think the traction is pretty trash candidly but uh from the from the upper to the way it fits to the the ride the rocker what you know like the way that it kind of moves you into your toe and through your stride it's been the best shoe that i've I've had that uh, isn't plated in a long time. So I feel um, like it's it's kind of a do-it-all shoe. You can do long runs in it, come back feeling fresh. You can do easy runs in it. Like some shoes don't feel good at a slow pace or at a fast pace. This one, I think, feels good on every end of the spectrum.
1: So describe your running gait. Like we described mine as more mid to four foot. Yours yeah, is...
0: It's changed over the years. I used to pronate through college, and then I pronated all the way through until probably four, five years ago, where I spent a full year for every single slow run. I just focus on changing my form. And I I think a lot of people's pronation is just like, it's a foot weakness imbalance and like lower leg imbalance. Where you like your foot just doesn't know how to support itself. So, and some people just have like natural deficiencies, whether it's like weak arches or whatever. I was, I was pronating. So rolling my foot inside with, uh, with what would be considered normal arches. And so if you have me like just go and walk, I, I walk. I've always walked in an, in a neutral gait. So, but at any time that I used to run until say five years ago, I pronated while I ran. But let's not, so, like, so
1: pronation isn't bad. It's doing not. It too like much. It's, doing it too much correct. is where you start to start to get into that. Pronation is just, like, your ankle's rolling inward. It helps right. you, you know, it helps you kind of absorb some of the shock that your body's, you know, going through as you, every step. So in a
0: lot of, a lot of people with pronation, you just see it when they stand there. So, yeah. like, when they stand and kind of settle down, their foot just naturally, you can see it from the ankle, moves inside. Yeah. So, yeah. like I've never had that problem, so it wasn't like a an ankle mobility issue or anything else, but I was a pretty significant heel striker even in college. Uh and I think you're probably more prone I'd I'd be interested to see the science on it. I'm guessing that you're more prone to pronation. That's kind of a uh a little riddle there. There it I is. I think you're you're more susceptible to pronating if you st- your foot strike starts at the heel
1: i mean you i mean ultimately it kind of ha- like if you are a midfoot striker or a forefoot striker there like you've taken out that whole like that whole pronation piece anyway because you're Correct. hitting top right. here. so then you're gonna that's right. i mean you're gonna roll off of your big toe but you naturally move
0: have a direction that your foot moves no matter what like that's an right. important part of how your foot is structured to move yeah,
1: so, so if you're a heel so, striker, you're going to be like more definitely more of a chance. I don't know that I recall anybody who is a midfoot or four foot striker having right. to
0: deal with that. Right. So I'm now ninety percent of the time a four foot a midfoot striker. Uh, you know, like, but I think it's probably good for anybody. At some point, your form breaks down. You know, like you can probably find a an odd anomaly that. uh That doesn't fit this narrative, but in the grand scheme of things, when you start getting tired, like your, your foot strike inevitably at some point is going to go to shit. Like it's hard to be super efficient when you're super tired because it's all muscular based.
1: Unless you've seen my calf muscles and then you know that I'm not, (laughs) I'm not that person.
0: (laughs) So I've been rocking that super blast is like my absolute favorite shoe warm this morning. They're still soaking wet from rain and sweat. My, uh, my, and then I've been running a lot. In, uh, all of my shoes are just neutral trainers. Uh, the Glycerin 20. Okay, I've got a
1: pair of Glycerin 19s, I think.
0: So they changed uh, to the DNA Loft V3 in this. V3? it's uh, Brooks are always just like the most generic ride in the world.
1: Yeah, but they work. Like that's yeah. why they're one of the best selling shoes on the market. Like the brand is.
0: Yeah. But you know, like if, so just from a general sense, if you, if somebody says, I want to start running, like you can pretty much never steer them wrong in saying, start with Brooks. That's right. So, and that doesn't matter if you're a high school runner, uh, like an elite level runner or just somebody getting into running. Brooks probably has like the best array of shoes that fit like the widest spectrum ever.
1: Yeah, I mean they—they they even make the stability control shoes, which are designed for those people who have a very low flat arch that's severely overpronate, to help uh, help accommodate for that. And you don't see that yeah. too often in a lot of shoes. So, so I've been running
0: point. running in that some. I've been running. Uh, this has been my go-to for a number of years since it came out. The uh, Saucony Endorphin Speed. So yeah. it's not a carbon-plated trainer. But it's got a super foam. Uh, kind of like, I would call that a do-it-all shoe. Love the Cliftons for easy days mm-hmm. when you're not concerned about paces. I Even l-
1: when you are. The Clifton works, guys. You don't have to have a super shoe to run fast. That's why I'm trying to ask Bradford for 30 seconds a mile because his shoes do give him about that much.
0: Nope. Uh, so the New Balance Super Comp's have been amazing. This Hoka... Uh, Mach X has been pretty sweet. I try not to pull out the plated trainers that often. So I usually use them when I'm like kind of down in a rut and just say, I really like plated trainers for long runs. So there's yeah. just something about like you know, having a really know. good long run where you feel recovered at the end of it. Your legs don't feel trashed the next day. You get the benefit of the uh of a plated trainer, and you like there's nothing better than surprising yourself on yeah. the long run. It's like the ultimate boost of uh morale No, for... no. Well sure. no I no now am
1: you're breaking up, so what I'm saying is like it doesn't there's no not good thing about that. What I'm saying is like plated trainers. The super shoes, they do have that impact where they make your legs less fatigued the farther you, like, quickly, right? I mean, eventually yep. you're going to get fatigued regardless of how far you go. So, like, they do serve a significant impact. That's why I'm going to ask you to wear a pair of Clifton's for our marathon, and I'm going to wear a pair of Clifton's for our marathon. That way it's even even Steven, you know?
0: Done. We'll see. I still think that you're over time, you always time given we're in different age groups.
1: Brad, but you – look, 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 look.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm looking.
1: I'm telling you. I'm looking at our through, auditory first, experience. You're, you're already fitness level. I already asked for like – I'll take gladly take 10 seconds per number now per mile. Have, nope. And then you're going to wear super shoes. That at least adds 20 seconds in the marathon
0: per mile. Nope. I've been running in the cloud on Monster some.
1: Do you like the clouds? The ons? I, no, the, when they first came out, you were not a big fan.
0: They were. They felt flat after two runs. They were the worst shoe ever. And are they better now? They have gotten significantly better. Uh, this is a decent shoe. I think, I think it's more the- of a... Oh. Uh, like if you wear Lululemon stance socks and hit up Orange Theory... This is, this is your, this that, is your that, jam.
1: That's you outside of the Stan socks. You're the Lululemon and Orange Theory guy. I'm the sand Sox guy.
0: <laughs> I'm a big ultra Torin fan, zero drop yeah. with a wide foot box. So I love these for, for easy days and just making sure that I'm not getting carried away with plated trainers. I'm so envious of you and your
1: average sized foot.
0: I know it's, it's, I mean, I'm, great in a lot of ways and this is just another the streak yeah. streak fly awesome yeah it's like Why? a 5k 10k shoe so super soft you know what this I reminds you you me like of
1: going to trail running i mean traditional training shoes is that a traditional training shoe no play race day now
0: it's a race day the- shoe i don't think that it needs to be utilized that way uh I love this for traveling because it's a small shoe, but you always feel fast in it. It's super foam. They say it's a 5k 10 k racer shoe. It reminds me exactly of what trainers used to be like when we were in college. like What's just the- it was, it's like kind of like no Uber frills, yeah, yeah, no frills, like uh you're lower to the ground, um you have a really good sense of everything that's going on um I don't know. There's just something comforting about the feeling of these. I really like them.
1: Look, that's what, that's the way I feel about a Pegasus. I can't go wrong. Like whatever it is, the peg works for me. And that's the, like no frills. Like you get, you get what you get and you know exactly what you're getting every time.
0: Yeah. good. And then I wore these quite a bit in Hawaii. I wear them quite a bit while I'm, I, I get a new pair as often as I need them. But I always get this as my trail shoe. The Speed Goat by Hoka. They make a wide. Boom. So
1: when we get ready, when we get ready to start doing some serious trail mileage.
0: So but I always get trail shoes just because they're trail shoes. And I, I don't really think that you need trail shoes. Unless you're doing know. like I, some look, serious adventure.
1: We've talked about it maybe. An adventure race, perhaps?
0: I get it, but you look at it like even the most of the biggest ultra marathons. Unless you're doing UTMB, even if you're doing Western states, most of the guys are wearing like road shoes.
1: That's because they're only out there for three and a half hours, <laughs> <laughs> and they're so light. We're
0: not—we're
1: not 120 pounds, Brad. We're gonna need the extra traction that the trails. Big
0: provide. trail shoes really help. Like, say, if you're running uh, like bouldering over in phoenix or something yes which Brad, neither to... of us have access to
1: no what we need to do is we need to take three months in preparation for what we're going to do for the for you know our our ultra and go to flagstaff
0: Whew. could Just be saying. yeah yeah let's leave our families at home alone for three months we're going pro <laughs> yeah Sorry, so, and lastly, the last shoe that I've been running in that the jury is still out on, some days I love them, sometimes I think they're just trash, is the Topo Spectre. Huh.
1: I have a friend who's a big, big fan of Topo.
0: So like super wide tubo- toe box, like super, tons of volume in the shoe. Um, It has a drop, which oh, five millimeter drop, so it's like I think they're minimalist drop shoes. Um, I don't know, not sold, but I still run in them just to change it up. Yeah. So, like my my daily shoe, like what I consistently wear daily, two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven, and I just got rid of, I just got rid of a pair of shoes, the Nike uh, Invincibles. While I was in uh, Hawaii, I got rid of those. And I have an entire trash bag of about 15 running shoes that I just retired. So some of them really didn't have many miles on them. But I just said, I'm not wearing these. Like, this is my rotation. These said 12 are my rotation.
1: So so, that's a lot of shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think people out there listening, you don't need to have – 12 pairs of shoes or 15 pairs of shoes or even however many I have, I have like 10, right? You don't need to have that many pairs of shoes to go out and run. Like ideally having two, like if you can only get one, get one, but having two to rotate day and, you know, every other day or whatever, or depending on where you're running, that's fine. And it also, like if you, like you said, your one pair of shoes is nasty and sweaty and gross. Not having to put those back on the next day when they're still nasty and sweaty and gross is like, there's a lot to be said for that.
0: So, well, I would say if you're building a shoe rotation, start with just a shoe that fits that you've been fitted for and is like basically like this Brooks Glycerin. Like, yep. get the most generic runner that you can. Like, you can run trails in this. You can run easy runs, long runs, races. You can literally do every single run that you would ever want to do in this. That's and then right. if you want to build off of this, then then you kind of build off of this. So uh, it's like building, like if you had enough money for a, like cars. Like mm-hmm. if, you, if you collected cars, you would start with, say, a Honda Accord. Like your daily driver that you throw the family in. And your next car would be your sports car that you say, I'm only taking this out, taking the convertible out for the weekends. Like
1: your Corvette,
0: right? Well, not my Corvette, sure. <laughs> so And so I would say then the next shoe would be something that, like, uh, next shoe of a rotation, I would say it would be like a plated super trainer that you can race in and train in. That it's yeah. not as aggressive as an actual, like, super shoe. Uh, you know, so it doesn't have a full length carbon plate, but it has like some carbon type plate, whether it's P or whatever it is with a super foam that you can take out for your long runs and your fast days. And then like the icing on the cake, the, the one is like, once you can afford the Ferrari and you go out and get your ultimate dream car is like once the last shoe of the rotation would be a racer.
1: Yeah. For sure. I think that that's reasonable. And I think once you get into it, like you're going to find what works and what doesn't. And you're going to want to have like three pairs of the same shoes that are your favorites. And you're going to go get those. And like running is one of those sports, like, like anything, it becomes an addiction. like <laughs> Going out like, oh, do I need that other pair of shoes? Well, no, because I've already got 10 in the closet, but I kind of want them. So I'm going to get them right. It could be, well, there's a- could be as expensive as you want to make it or as expensive as you want to make it. And, and it's up to you to figure out that for yourself. But
0: well, when I was running today with Ken, uh he brought this up. So shout out Ken. Um sometimes just buying a new pair of running shoes is super motivating. Oh, for sure. So especially if it's uh even if they're just like a clean pair of shoes that you already have. You're like Man. Can I can I tell you something? I hate uh, running. Hold on, let me let me think about it. Can you tell me something?
1: I'm just going to tell you anyway. I hate running in brand new shoes. I need to get them dirty. So I always try to go out and scuff them up. On
0: like the How dare you?
1: To <laughs> How I don't want dare to think, you? I'm already running slow enough now that people think I'm not well-versed in all things running. I don't want them to think I'm a complete noob with brand new clothes on and a brand new pair of shoes, and this is my first day. So I go out and try to get them dirtied up the first run. I'm Looks not like acceptable. somebody's
0: out on their first run for their weight loss journey. <laughs>
1: I don't know why I feel that way, but I always do. Like, I've got shoes that I want to keep clean. Not my running shoes. My running shoes what? need to be dirty.
0: Yeah, my running shoes need to be Shame dirty. Shame on you. I am the exact opposite.
1: I would rather bust out into a race with a pair of shoes that look like they've been through 1,004 miles than to have something brand new on. Oh, I'll my God. Some that is... new apparel. I'll rock out apparel. I'll put on new apparel, but my shoes have to look at least reasonably worn.
0: I feel I'm the complete opposite. So, but it's, I will say it's funny because look like say cycling is the ultimate, like people think that you can buy your way to being a good cyclist. So it's always, it's no, it's always (laughs) the worst cyclist in a group ride that has the most expensive bike, the racing kit that just came off of the latest, latest tour de France, the yeah. best cycling shoes that are custom fitted and the best riders are the guys that are just out there grinding on their bike for 10 years straight. Yep. Yeah.
1: I had, I worked at a, at a bike shop too, uh, last year and the year before that. Um, and I had a guy who I worked with who was a, he was okay at biking. He wasn't great, but he was that guy who, as soon as something came out, he was on top of it. And he, yeah. He was just like that guy. And like, he was only new to, he was pretty new to it. He was only biking for like a year. So, you know, like if he's getting into one of these groups where these guys are like hammering, like the A++ guys, like he was getting left to the dust and he has his $10,000 bike and he's got everything on it. And he's just like looking like a fool out there as these guys are just crushing. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think the barrier to entry there is so expensive. Like a really good bike can be easily in excess of $10,000. Yeah. So, whereas like a, you know, like the top end running shoe right now, I think the most expensive like there's a couple of Speedland trail shoes that are in excess of three hundred dollars. But the normal shoe, the most expensive one right now is the on uh on, it's whatever their like uh high end marathon racing shoe is. Yeah. It's two hundred and eighty bucks. So like the vapor flies, I think, are two two fifty or two I think they're two fifty <laughs> for the alpha fly. No, vapor, was, I thought there
1: were some that were like two hundred seventy two. Um, Maybe, all, but two
0: eighty is kind of the the upper range, which is significantly different than ten thousand dollars,
1: or even three thousand dollars for like what you would consider now like a beginner's bike. Like, yeah, that's still yeah. a very big chunk of change for many, many people. Like, you don't go out and just shell out three thousand dollars without like
0: having. Yeah, to but conversely, it. all of these things we're doing this because it's fun, yeah, and because you want to have fun out there. Absolutely. I like seeing. I like having a new pair of shoes on look just glistening, glistening. This is my first day running in these ever.
1: Look, I love a new pair of shoes just as much as you do, but I don't want them to look new. Like manufacturers out there, give us some distressed shoes. <laughs> Get it, put a couple stains on. Vintage. I <laughs> yeah. But I don't care. I want some, I want it to look like I've done something, uh, but like, you're right. It doesn't even have to be shoes. Like I don't mind getting like a new jersey, a new singlet or something just to go and, get myself out of my little slump and say, I'm going to go put my new clothes on and go for a nice little run. Um, So yeah.
0: Anything to treat yourself, treat yourself, treat yourself, Jeremy. I'm going to treat treat myself to some
1: shut eye here. That's what I'm going to do too. It's late.
0: All right, bud. All right, dude, bro. I'll see you next time. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Bro. I'm signing off with, with your typical MO here, bud. Love you. Hey,
1: man. I love you, too.
0: (laughs) Always good to see you, man. Always. I'll talk to you next week. Hope your uh, Achilles gets better. Well, it's a killing me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Bring any bro. Bob out. (laughs) Out. (laughs)